0: If you're good at something, never do it for free. Typhoon, y'all
1: know me, and I'm coming up. Just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you still agree? Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up. Just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you? Hey still everyone, agree? welcome back to Kevin and the Wu Tang Clan, and today we have a very exciting NFL podcast with Michael Wu live in the podcast studio aka our family's basement uh mike welcome back onto
0: the podcast it's good to be back in uh good to be back in new jersey celebrating christmas with the family
1: yeah land of bagels pizza and uh many more um many more food items like korean barbecue which we had tonight
0: yeah we're just a little bit slow right now because we had so much korean barbecue but uh (laughs) it's it's not bad to be full all right favorite cut of korean barbecue meat mike i think i think at this place it's the which is like the black pig pork belly and the reason why this place is so good is just like it's the fat it's so crispy but so like so juicy um but yeah, no, I would definitely give it a try. I don't even know what this restaurant's name is, but
1: basically, yeah, you kind of know it's good when you you can't remember the name of the restaurant. Um, yeah, basically sponsor us Hanam Barbecue, so uh, yeah, you know where to get us. <laughs> but Mike, the real reason why I brought you on talk about week sixteen of the NFL season. We have one more week to go in the NFL season. The playoff picture is crystallizing. In the NFC, we already know the teams. It's just about jockeying for seeding. And um, in the AFC, it's all about who's going to get that last wild card spot, uh, the sixth uh, seed and the la- second wild card spot. It's between the Tennessee Titans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or, surprise, surprise, the Oakland Raiders, um, mm. who are still in it unbelievably. Um, In the playoff picture. So, Mike. um, And at the end of the podcast, we get to talk about fantasy football championship games. I was in two of them. Michael, unfortunately, wasn't in any of them this year. Third place finish, though.
0: Third place finish.
1: So, he finished strong. But there's some controversy brewing in one of my leagues. So, I will definitely talk to you guys about that towards the end of the podcast. But let's get into week 16 of the NFL season, Mike, what were some of the games that caught your eye um, in this really pivotal week in helping determine the playoff picture?
0: Yeah, there were a lot of really, really good games, actually. Um, a few that caught my eye were, from that Saturday slate, You know, the uh, Patriots-Bills game. Um, no surprises there, the Patriots won. But, I mean, the the rain is kind of ending, it kind of seems. And with the Rams versus 49ers, that was another great game. 31-34. Obviously, a little shout out to our Jets as well. Um, Other good games. I thought the Saints-Titans game was pretty competitive. Surprisingly, I think.
1: Without Derrick Henry uh, running the ball for the Titans, I think a lot of people kind of thought Saints, pretty Mm -hmm. easy win um, for them just Gonna roll on by Tennessee, but it was a lot harder uh, than it than the score indicated. So right. I I was a little surprised by that. Um, and Mike, let's go back to some of the week or er, the Saturday games because I thought some of those, those all three of those games were really tight and interesting games. <laughs> um, that the I I think the L A San Fran <laughs> game was by far the most interesting, just because like L A now. Is out of the playoffs officially, mm-hmm. and what does this kind of say about the mystique of Sean McVay? And we kind of alluded to it in previous podcasts. Does it take away from some of his offensive innovation? Like, does it does it damage some of that image that he's kind of built up for himself in the league?
0: I think i th- I think it does, to be honest. And the start of it was at that Super Bowl, uh, obviously, where. You know, they weren't really able to get anything going in that Super Bowl. Um, But just from like a, you know, a fan perspective, um, looking at this at a high level view, I think that with, you know, the Rams having all that talent and not being able to put it together, especially on the offensive end of things uh, early on in the season, it definitely doesn't reflect very well um, on Sean McVay. And... A lot of his like, you know, him being like a top three coach, like just offensive mastermind. I think a lot of that is definitely, I mean, honestly, like I, I don't believe that right now. I don't think that he's like a top three, top five coach. Mm,
1: it's kind of interesting. I think a lot of people would still consider him that. But like, you know, Kyle Shanahan's r- raised his profile, the guy that's on mm-hmm. the other sideline um, this offseason. And then you kind of think about some of the other guys like John Harbaugh um, in... Um, in uh, Baltimore, who's kind of raised his uh, profile as well with them. On have the to
0: have Bill Belichick and Sean Payton in front of him, right?
1: Exactly. So I, I mean, yeah, that list gets pretty short pretty quickly. Um, and I like the. I was just looking at the Rams' 2020 free agents, and there's going to be a lot of guys that are not under contract next year, and that's going to be a problem for them trying to resign these guys just because mm. of them trying to stay under the cap Dante Fowler Andrew Whitworth Michael Brockers Corey Littleton Greg Zerline so they're gonna have to pay some of those guys if they want to keep them and it might be a little unrealistic for them to keep all of them so that might be a huge concern for them going into next year mm-hmm. um in terms of San Francisco's chances, um, getting far into the playoffs, they're I believe currently seeded number one. If the regular season ended today, and they have that key key matchup against Seattle next week, which will which we will preview later on in the pod. Um, but overall, just like how how impressed were you with them in this game?
0: I mean, it was an impressive win. I I think that. What we're still seeing from Jimmy G is that you don't have total faith in him in the playoffs. Um, you know, he he hasn't really showed that he can lead a team, like, in the playoffs yet. So you're obviously going to have questions. But for me, the defense is still, you know, top top two, like between them and the Patriots, top two defense here. Um, and, you know, they have this, like, three-headed running, you know, run game monster with uh, Moster, Coleman, and you know Brito when he's healthy, but I think Jimmy G has like a decent amount of weapons here. It's just like, can he do it in the playoffs? And for me, I d- I'm I'm increasingly not confident, unfortunately, that he can.
1: Yeah, it. I think that's gonna be. It's it's all about the balance for their offense and they really taking advantage of that running game, and whether or not they're able to do that. Um, You kind of mentioned the Patriots-Bills game, which I want to get to next, and talk about the potential of a Patriots downfall. Um, it looks like Baltimore is kind of the, the cream of the crop in the AFC right now uh, with Lamar and all the excitement that brings. But you can never count out a Tom Brady-led Patriots team alongside Bill Belichick. Like, I mean... Are we just kind of are are people overblowing some of this because of some of the close results slash close calls that the Patriots have had over the course of this season, or is it, or is it like once they get into the playoffs, they're gonna just kind of turn it up?
0: I I would be legitimately concerned if I was a Patriots fan, but for every other fan, I think we're all quite happy with you know how this looks, because with the past years where you've seen the Patriots, you did kind of feel like they could just turn it back on and they were kind of holding a few tricks up their sleeves. But with this Patriots team, I I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be too, you know, you're always worried because it's the Patriots, but I wouldn't be too afraid if it's, you know, the Chiefs, if I'm the Chiefs and playing the Patriots, mm. right, to go in the AFC Championship or something. Yeah, mm.
1: and, and it lo- that's looking more and more likely, um, as the matchup between those two teams mm-hmm. um, to m- maybe have the right to face Baltimore uh, in that AFC championship game. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's really hard to bet against Tom Brady just because uh, as a Jets fan or as Jets fans, we've seen what he's done to our teams. Mm-hmm. But I think you're starting to see some of the limitations um, that the coaching staff is placing on uh, Brady and the passing game. And and frankly, there haven't been that many weapons around Brady this year, if you think about it. Yeah like that's
0: true. It's
1: and sometimes like mostly Edelman and then like dump it off to James White.
0: Yeah, I, I think what's worrying is that they keep they're stuck at this like low twenty score and that's like their ceiling for what they can hit unless a defense gets some touchdown, um, or like pick six. Yeah, and and I mean that this Patriots team is Constructed solely on
1: the prowess of the defensive um, abilities of this team, like over the pat, like I would say, first what eight to ten weeks of the season, we're kind of praising this Patriots defense as otherworldly, really carrying other or or all fantasy teams um, with just like their point totals and with the amount of touchdowns they were scoring on special teams, and they've kind of. It it's tailed off as it's as they as they've played
0: Which which makes sense better
1: competition, yeah.
0: Yeah, given the first (laughs) the first like seven games, they might have played the bottom like five offenses in their first seven games. Mm -hmm. They had the Steelers, they had the Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants. Like that is that is I I mean, are we missing a top three offense there?
1: Nope. Yeah, it's pretty bad until they it's like that schedule is fairly easy until they got to that Ravens game uh, when the Ravens put 37 on this defense. So yep. you just never know. But, like, the other point totals, like, I don't think anyone scored more than 20, 20 points against this team other than the Ravens. So mm. um, it's... It, it is really impressive. Yeah, it, it seriously is impressive. I guess the one concern that I do have... They have lost to all, all thir- of all yeah. of the A C contenders. Yep. Um. Which those are their three losses, and they've done their work against really mediocre to bad teams, frankly, on the schedule. And they haven't been able to be a good team this year. Like, what if you're looking through their schedule? What is their best win? Their best win might be against the Bills twice. Um. I don't know if that exactly inspires. Mm-hmm. Um, confidence at all, and that might be a huge concern if I'm a Patriots fan.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just not confident in the Patriots' ability to put up more than— like, we know the Ravens, and we know the Chiefs could put up, like, 25 on demand, mm-hmm. right? And we just, I just don't think that the Patriots, like, if they're going to win that game, it's because their defense got a pick-six. Or like they force like a fumble on like a key defensive play, I just don't think it's gonna come from the offense.
1: Totally, and I'm, I think that's where they kind of will. I think that's kind of where they've already been decide or relying on their defense and kind of have that mentality going into the game, and I think that's what has been their bread and butter this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No
1: doubt. So, Mike, why don't we move on? Talk about some of the Sunday games. Um, I think the big shocker t- on this in the Sunday game, you kind of mentioned the New Orleans Tennessee game, but the sh- big shocker for me was that loss by Seattle to Arizona mm-hmm. um, at home, which, and they lost by fourteen points, two touchdowns. That's pretty rare for them to lose at home. Like, I'm wildly shocked by that. I I can't believe that ended up happening. Wilson did not look good at all in that game. It didn't seem like their weapons could get open. Um, you know, DK Metcalf didn't mm. have a catch, targeted once. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a catch for 12 yards. Like, there needs to be more production out of that spot. Um, what did you kind of make of the Seattle team? Because I think while everything's in front of them, they ki- they could have possibly costed them a... Like, with a loss this week, they costed themselves playoff positioning in that NFC where they probably could have, if they had won against San Francisco and won against the Cardinals, they could have been the number one seed in the playoffs in the NFC, which would have been really nice for them. And now yeah. they're kind of... Who knows after all the results ended up happening, but they could potentially a four seed or a three seed
0: yeah and i will say that i i did like the cardinals a little bit right i think that they're a decent team but for the seahawks here what's really surprising to me is how poorly like you said russell wilson played because you know chris carson went out with injury um you know we know we know that I think a lot of us have been underestimating how good the run game has been for Seattle um, between Rashad Penny and, and Chris Carson. They would get like 30 carries between the two, um, and it just opened up a lot more for Russell Wilson in terms of the passing game. And now that it's it really is just going to become a Russell Wilson show, where he has to you know connect with like DK Metcalf, who's kind of you know WR one two like Tyler Lockett, who honestly, like, is a great wide receiver, but nothing – he's not Julio Jones or, like, uh, Calvin Johnson. Few are, but, like, he's, like, 5'11". He has some speed, but he, he's not, like, an otherworldly, like, talent. Right, right.
1: And, like, just the amount of separation that he's going to get against these guys, it's either going to be speed with, like, a go route or it's going to just be based on his route running and not maybe – the, maybe the physicality that he has yep. on the field, so that kind of limits some of the routes that he might be able to run in certain situations.
0: Yeah, so so for me here with the Seahawks loss, it's it's kind of telling because they've won a lot of very close games, and now that they don't have the run game and are trying, you know, they signed Marshawn Lynch uh, a few hours ago. I just don't. I, I I think that the Seahawks team is a lot more vulnerable. Com- especially compared to what we're seeing in the nfc
1: yeah and like chris carson being out presumably for the y- for the rest of the year with the A signings. lot of injuries too yeah with the, the signing defense. yeah with the signings of of marshawn lynch and then i think it's robert turbin so they're bringing it back to like five years ago oh with, their, with their with their uh backfield um i think it's cause for concern for a lot of seattle fans and i've been pretty high on the seattle team just because of russell wilson um maybe being like a top 3 mvp type of candidate for the whole season but this the lack of weapons is starting to worry me on this team
0: yeah i i think that they are the 5th like they're a notch below the 49ers, Packers, Saints, even the Vikings yeah we'll
1: d- we'll do our re re-rank of the power rankings from last week mike mm-hmm. um so and th- I think the other game to naturally talk about is the Monday night game that we, d- we just watched together and then the Cowboys-Eagles game on Sunday. Yep. Um, let's go with the Cowboys-Eagles game
0: first, Mike. Jason Garrett's got to be gone, right, after, th- after that week? Yeah, you, you have to fire Jason Garrett at this point. Like, for like, this Cowboys team to lose to the Eagles... And, like, for all the talent that they have, like, it, it's kind of insane that they lost to the Eagles. Like, that's the most, like, it's a tough road game, granted, but
1: still, like, they, I think a lot of people how just. How they p- lost this yeah. was,
0: was horrible, to be honest, right? Like, they just don't, they can't convert red zone opportunities. Um, the way they lost, like, it, it just, their defense was horrible. Zeke not getting the ball. Like thirteen
1: touches, I believe. Yeah, um, he,
0: him not getting the ball, but also like, I mean, Dak. He, there were a few throws were a little bit off, but some of his wide receivers were just dropping. Yeah, like even Omari Cooper
1: had a had a
0: drop too. Yeah, uh, so I couldn't believe. I, I really, really couldn't believe that. Like how poor the offense looked too. Um, but yeah, like this, this is a game. It's a fireable offense, right? Well,
1: at, at maybe not this game itself but i think this game represents a lot of the 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 cowboys problems for sure yeah and it's representative of the the coaching staff obviously and i think the jason garrett experience has run its course in 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 dallas and i think it's time to bring in fresh blood at this point like i don't i don't really see the incentive of bringing someone like that back like yeah And I think it would have been flawed even if he made the, let's say even if they make the playoffs next week, um, somehow the Eagles end up losing uh, to the Giants, which is very possible. And then the Cowboys end up beating Washington, which is also very possible. Even then, I still think you have to think about letting Jason Garrett go, even though he made the playoffs. They're sitting at eight and eight at that point. Like that's, that team usually does not make the playoffs in any other division um, across the NFL. Yep. So that has to be a huge worry for someone like Jerry Jones who, like, yeah, we made the playoffs, but we're sitting at 8-8, eight and eight, and that doesn't get you much. Yep.
0: Uh, a- and about to get smacked by uh, <laughs> whatever team is, like, the 3 here or or the or 5 seat. Yeah, yeah. The 5 seat because they will yeah, that's crazy. Because they're going to play S-
1: yeah, because they're going to play Seattle or they're going to play um Seattle. It could be some combination probably. of Seattle Vikings or um San Francisco or something like that. So which would be insane. Um
0: but it, it's interesting like I could see the Cowboys if they put it all together. Like they have the talent, they have the wide receiver, they have the running like their defense on paper, they have some... star like,
1: They have some... Those linebackers, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like... They just w- haven't gotten the most out of their talent. This coaching staff hasn't got the most out of their talent. Right. And And honestly, like, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm like, look, you had, like, a whole week. Like, you know how important this Eagles game, and that's the game plan you come up with. I wouldn't have a lot of faith in them to come up with a good playoff game plan at that point. So... Yeah, I, I wouldn't favor them against any of those opponents, but I could see them winning. Right? Yeah. But one step at a time. I, They're probably not even going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So, Mike, uh, was there any other game that you want to touch upon before we get into um, maybe some general NFL news slash picks? Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I think the uh, Packers-Vikings game, which just ended. Oh, yeah. Unfortunate for my pick, um, Cousins did not look good. He Monday reverted back th- to Monday. P- yep. Monday night football is now where cousins shine, so I I will not get burned by that again.
1: Reverted back to that, so I just wanted to see, yeah, and um, a lot of Mike Boone fantasy owners do 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 bad for them because he ended up getting I think twenty eight yards or something in total, and then he basically bu- got benched in the fourth quarter for Amir Abdullah. So maybe sometimes it doesn't work out where like you know a player's gonna get a ton of volume. It just doesn't work out.
0: Yeah. And he looked relatively. I, I I mean, a few of the runs, I was like, wow, he really hit that hole like hard. Wow, like he he has some explosiveness. But um, yeah, no, it just didn't didn't work out for some reason. Although I was kind of impressed a little bit at times there.
1: Yeah, and. Uh, I I just thought the Green Bay defense was so good. Zadarius Smith was just unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He was
0: um, unbelievable.
1: Pressuring Kirk Cousins, um, collapsing the pocket. It didn't seem like the Vikings had a great offensive line to protect Cousins, and Cousins didn't have enough time. And I was just, like, predicting, like, check down there, check down there, another check down. Here's another five-yard out. (laughs) Like, just –
0: I wish. Yeah, that yeah. would have been nice, but they didn't even get that.
1: Yeah, it, it just didn't seem like there was a lot of vertical plays that were in s- that were being made and I think that's kind
0: of the that, trouble. Yeah, they that had, they had one call back for Yeah, you know, o- penalty, offen- but, o- offensive holding, yep. Um, but it was at the end of the game like yeah, where, you know, where was some of that earlier in the game? Mhm.
1: And maybe that that kind of points to some of the I guess, like, interesting intrigue in the NFC just because of how good and well-rounded this Packers team is. And it's not mm. just based on the offensive talents of Aaron Rodgers. And it doesn't fall on his shoulders. Yeah. So, Mike, I think we've exhausted Week 16 talk. But let's kind of talk about some – uh, maybe re-rank our power rankings and kind of talk about – uh, the playoff teams and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what, what? as it currently stands, Mike, in the NFC, how are you ranking top six in your power rankings? And obviously, we already know um, the teams for the NFC. So, Mike, take it away.
0: Yeah. So, of you know, I'll I'll put all seven of them down. Potential contenders okay, even. Got it. So for me, you know, who I have in number one, still Saints. Okay. Um, I'll put number two as a Packers. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a pretty impressive win. Aaron Jones looked really, really good. Um, and you know, Rodgers, uh, I I think he's still the most talented mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, 49ers on that three, fourth. I'll put the Vikings, and then fifth, I have the Seahawks actually. Okay. And then you know the bottom two, you got to put the Eagles ahead of the uh, Cowboys after that game. Yeah. Um, I mean the Cowboys in terms of talent though, I would I I would put them up there with like the top three, but you know that they just don't they can't put it together. Totally agree. All right, so Mike, I got number one, New Orleans.
1: At the number one. I got number two, I have Green Bay as well. Number three, I have San Francisco. Then number four I have Seattle. Then number five out of the Vikings. Um number six is obviously the Eagles because of that win in the Dallas. I guess we have um I guess we have just like a flip flop in Seattle and Minnesota minnesota yep. in terms of the air rankings but i just i think the only reason why i'm putting seattle I- above minnesota in in comparison to minnesota is because of russell wilson and i trust him over um kirk cousins i think minnesota's team is a little bit more well-rounded um and just a mm-hmm. little bit better defensively i just don't know if i trust kirk cousins in the playoffs honestly
0: I mean, yeah, they've they've had some tough losses. Um, like yeah. Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh playoffs. Yeah. yeah Twenty two
1: yard miss or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, but to be honest here, like from this season, there are no games here where like, you know, they lost to the Packers twice. They lost to the Seahawks. They lost to the Chiefs and the Bears. So no like terrible losses no terrible losses here and they were you know they were able to beat some good teams like the eagles they beat the cowboys they beat the broncos um they killed the chargers beat the falcons like they're able to beat some at least average teams in my opinion so Mm -hmm. so mike why don't we go
1: over to the afc rank our top what is it now six seven eight teams that are still left Mm -hmm. vying for the playoffs um, three teams vying for one spot um, in the for the second AFC wild card spot. So why don't you rank them one through eight as you have it right now?
0: Yeah. So for this one, it's pretty uh, pretty straightforward for me actually. So I have the Baltimore as number one. I have Chiefs number two, three Patriots, four Texans, five Bills, six Titans, seven. S- I'll put the Raiders and then I'll put the Steelers last. Okay. That's interesting. I have
1: I actually have Baltimore, New England, Kansas City, Houston, Buffalo, then I have um then I have Tennessee, then I have the um Steelers, then the Raiders. Um, the only reason why the Steel I, I just like the Steelers defense a lot better than the Raiders. Um I I mean the Raiders are such a long shot to make the the playoffs, but I guess you're not really supposed to take that into account for the power rankings, but what was your thinking about having Oakland over the Steelers? Is it just the the circus slash carousel that's going on at quarterback?
0: I, I just think that the... And they
1: lost to the Jets, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, they lost to the Jets. Uh, that's probably the biggest one. Um, yeah, like, even their wins are... Uh, I mean, honestly, like... The fact that they beat the Rams, Colts, Cardinals is really impressive with that talent, (laughs) with the talent on the Steelers, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I I just don't think that the Steelers are are very good offensively. Um, It's kind of interesting, but they're, like, the worst version at every way of the Patriots to some degree. Mm -hmm. Totally agree.
1: And, Mike, let's talk about our Jets for a second looking at the playoff picture and looking at the schedule that the Jets have and we're kind of talking about this in the car when I was picking you up from the airport this morning. The Jets lost to the Bengals. They lost to the Dol- uh they lost to the Dolphins once. Uh they lost to the Bills by one point. They also lost to Jacksonville um by two touchdowns. They had their shot at making the playoffs this year. Um which is kind of crazy to think about if this Jets team had a shot at the playoffs. If, you know, like they beat the teams that were god-awful, like the Dolphins and the Bengals. Like, if they have those two wins, they're sitting at, what, eight and seven right
0: now, and they have a shot at
1: making the playoffs for next week.
0: Yeah, we won our five of the last seven. Um, If Darnold didn't get Mono, I think we'd be in a different place here. Um some bad kicking against the Bills that first week killed us. Um, you know, shouldn't be losing to the Browns at home. Jaguars, Dolphins, oh the Bengals. Yeah. Like it is we we need to shore up the line for sure. The offensive line's not good. But this team massively underperformed this year. And um how do you feel about Adam Gaze going into next year? Seems like he has the vote of confidence he, from uh he keeps Christopher it. Johnson. He keep, I mean, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna keep the job. But like just in terms
1: of like the future outlook, knowing that he ha- he is guaranteed the job.
0: I I haven't seen enough like I, I think that the best, like even in, in a lot of sports, like the best the best coaches, the best athletes kind of take care of business against, like, the bad, like, they are able to beat the bad teams and are consistent, right? That consistency is what makes them, like, a great to me, right? And for Adam Gase, you know, like, he, I just don't trust his consistency on any team, right? I know that our ceiling, like, we have high variance in in the fact that I think that we could beat a team like the Raiders pretty easily, right? Or I think we could beat you know, a team like the Steelers or the Cowboys. But we're not, we're never going to beat the top teams, right? But we can lose to the worst teams, which we did twice. So,
1: yeah, it w- it's just, it's just mildly frustrating because they, they have that variance and hopefully they're able to close the gap a little bit next year and hopefully improve the offensive line. Um, so that is something that I am definitely hoping for for next year. So Mike, um a couple things before we move on move on to our picks um that we that I want to talk about going into week seventeen, um, last week of the regular season. So Lynch, Marshawn Lynch is back with uh Seattle. Does that change anything for Seattle and like help like help them in any measurable way, or is it just kind of like a filler body because they're running low um at running back?
0: No, I think he's gonna be an actual contributor, okay. but I don't think that uh, Marshawn Lynch is. He's not Chris Carson or Rashad Penny at this point of his career. Um, I don't know. I, I <laughs> it, it's really hard to say wh- how much value he's gonna bring, but I, I, I would not be too hopeful. Got
1: it. I wonder if he like you know brings back you know has that those fuzzy feelings for Seattle. Eats a lot of skittles and kind of gets his energy from that. And hopefully the
0: crowd will go crazy. I will, I can assure you that. Like, I think the crowd is gonna go absolutely bonkers if he go if he goes for like a twenty yard run, right? It's gonna be like they won another Super Bowl. Or like if he if he breaks off like a beast mode run, I like I really just want to see that like fan reaction there.
1: Yeah, totally agree. All right, so um what's it called number two headline of the week panthers interview ex-packers coach mike mccarthy Mm. to be to fill their vacancy um for the um for the season or for next year as their head coach thoughts on that potential move um for the panthers
0: i mean i think it's it's fine (laughs) right I it's I not, like, an exciting coach. Yeah, it's not an exciting or yeah. crazy hire, but I think that Mike McCarthy is not, like, the worst option, right? Um, you know, he's obviously done been there before. It's like, do you want, like, a steady hand, or do you want to try and mix it up a little bit, try and bring in someone from college, Um And I think they
1: have a lot. There's gonna be a lot of questions as to like whether or not Cam Newton's coming back, or do they kind of roll with like Kyle Allen and Will Greer,
0: who have
1: not looked great. No, Um, I think you're bringing Cam
0: back. Um, I I I, I think you try to. Yeah, yeah. The the Allen Greer not the answer. Not from what I saw. It doesn't
1: seem like it. They I mean Greer's still young, but and. As, as is Allen, but, like, Allen kind of overextended time and playing time. Maybe he
0: looked horrible. And I, I think there was a Seahawks game they played a few weeks. Like, yeah. he was so – every time it was a pick or just, like, a poorly thrown ball. Like, it it was really bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, Greer didn't show that much this week either against the Colts. Um, So that wasn't a great performance by him in order to cement the move. And I guess the the thing uh, last thing I wanna talk to you about before we get into our week seventeen picks and it's pertaining to our week seventeen picks, so it's a good segue. What are your thoughts on let's say you're pretty much you pretty much sewn up a playoff spot, maybe there's a question as to seeding or positioning. Are you resting guys and, like, how conservative
0: do you get with the rest thing before you worry about rust? I think you do rest your guys. Mm -hmm. I think that the downside of having, you know, like, a key defensive playmaker or, you know, just like having someone, you know, tweak something in the game, it's just not worth it overall. But in terms of, you know, ways to keep your players competitive during practice... You know, I think that's just like a lot of good coaching, right? Mm-hmm. So you just have to keep that mental edge and keep them sharp. Like you know, they've all they're all professionals for the most part. Like they've all played in, in in high level games, right? But but yeah, like if you're you know if you're a great coach, I think that you're able to instill some kind of mental edge or sharpness, right? But it's the downside risk of like a an injury happening for kind of a useless game, especially when you. Like, if you have seating locked up, then I definitely agree you should not play your, you know, your Especially top Especially if
1: you're in, like, Baltimore's position. Yeah. And, like, sitting Lamar makes sense. Sitting, like, Mark yeah. Ingram makes sense. But if you're,
0: like, the 49ers and fighting for that one seed, then you absolutely, like, that seeding is incredibly important.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you go all out and try to win that game no matter what. Yeah. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, I just thought it's, it's kind of, like, an interesting topic, like, resting and... All this stuff like that that's Mm -hmm. going on in cross-culturally. And it's not directly similar because you're prepping your guys for uh, the playoffs. And that's kind of similar to what people do in the NBA. So that's not too big of a surprise there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike, let's get into our week 17. I can't believe we're at the last week of the regular season Mm. before we kind of go in depth and talk about our playoffs, uh, oh, oh, like do our playoff preview next week, Mike. Week 17, you have 19 wins, I have 18 wins. So this week is going to decide who ends up winning the title for, I guess, first annual picks. Mm. Um, between you and me, Mike, who do we got? 1 p.m. Packers versus Lions.
0: Yeah, this is an uh, easy Packers game.
1: Easy Packers game. Because they're going to be still trying, honestly, because they're still... They need to
0: lock up that two seed. They still need to... Or lock one seed.
1: One seed, too. If, if San Fran c- loses, which is entirely possible, they could lock up the one seed, and uh, they need that buy. That's they, crazy. Like The thing is, they can drop to, I believe, the three seed if New Orleans ends up winning and they lose. So it's imperative for them to kind of try and go all out in this game. And then until they have like a secure lead, then you throw the backups in. But for me, it just seems like an easy, easy call for the Packers to go all out for this, to kind of secure the buy. So I'm going Packers here as well against the lions. Mike jets, bills,
0: Ooh, this is tricky because the Bills are gonna probably sit, we sit
1: a bunch of their guys. Yeah, I think I have the Jets then. Me too. I got the Jets here too. Um, I maybe I shouldn't be reminding you of like people's playoff seating and everything, so you slip up here. Mm. But yeah, I I think that's kind of the rationale. The Jets will be playing for pride and all that, finishing seven and nine, further taking our chances at a better and better pick and i think the bills kind of just sit there guys because there's no incentive for them to um win yep um at all because they're the fi- they're locked into the five seed no matter what they do this week has no impact on it so i think they just kind of roll over doesn't really matter so yep. moving on to the next game dolphins pats mike who do you have in this one
0: pats are going to be trying hard in this game yeah you you have to go with the pats this yeah. is a pretty easy I mean, I could see the Pats losing somehow. Um, there's always some crazy dol like there was that one Dolphins Pats game where like just crazy, you know, all the handoffs. Where last they, year yeah. laterals, yep. Um, but you know, I I think the Pats. This is a uh, this is a game they're gonna try hard on. My money's on the Pats. Yeah, throwing tol- some miracle. Yeah, totally have the Pats here
1: as well. Um, they're they're incentivized to win because if they lose, Kansas City wins they're losing that two seed and a first round bye. So it's a hugely important for them to win that this game to get a to get a bye. Mike, Bears versus Vikings, who do you have here?
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think for this game um it's a little bit tough. It, it really depends how much how like the vikings are probably just going to sit all their players again uh for this game too. for this game um it's 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 really hard to say hmm yeah i'm going to go with the bears and cuz mm-hmm. i think the vikings are just going to sit all their players
1: that's interesting i'm i'm kind of curious to see because Right now, the Vikings are seated at number s- six. Right now, so they're last seed in the playoffs. I wonder if there's any type of way that they're able to leapfrog and get into um, the five seed. To the five seed, because if they're able to get to the five seed, there might be some incentive there for them mm. to. Get to the five seed and play obviously Eagles. Pl- plays, play the Eagles or Dallas, they somehow make it. Um Okay, but, so I might or, walk that back. Wait, let put me the Vikings let me read this. All right. I just read this. The Vikings home loss to the Packers locks them into the six seed. So mm.
0: Okay, so Bears. So it just seems like
1: it's gonna
0: I'm going Bears here. Yeah. So yeah. They're bears. sitting all
1: their guys, there's no incentive for them. To win, so let's go Bears here. Yep. Even at away. Um, Chargers, Chiefs, Mike, who do you have in this game? Chiefs.
0: They yep. still have incentive to play. Exactly. The two seed is up in the air, even though it's, you know, a little bit, it's a little far off.
1: Yeah. Like you're probably monitoring how the Patriots are doing, and if it's kind of a runaway game, then you start calling Mahomes back and being like, all right, you're sitting in the second half. Uh, yep. But if it's anywhere close, one score game fourth quarter for the Pats. Like you're playing all your guys. You're going all out to win this game. Yep. All right, Bengals versus Browns, Mike, who do you got? Ooh. Um there is a lot of turmoil for those Cleveland Browns. Is Freddie Kitchens coming back? All that type of stuff. Um y- you have to go Browns. They have so much more talent than the Bengals. You know what? I'm going Bengals here. Why not? Just just throw it in for the Bengals. Um so why not? Just because, like, there has been so much turmoil for this Browns mm. team. You see Odell chucking his helmet. Yelling come at get, Kitchens. Come, come get me. Uh, I, so Baker it seems struggled. like all the wide receivers are really upset. Jarvis Landry getting upset as well. Um, you you have to let Kitchens go. You think so? You think he's gone after this year? Y-
0: you can't be the most penalized team in the league you can't have all this talent and go six and nine. Like you and it's like the players just don't seem to respect him either. Which is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to have you have to have some respect in the locker room, right? And it does not seem like Kitchens has that at all. Right. And he's demanding so, any of it. So you have to you have to let him go. You have to find a guy who's gonna bring some discipline there. So I'm gonna say the Browns based off pure talent. Um yeah, I mean, the Bengals are 1-14. Yeah, they're not good,
1: but I'll go
0: Bengals here. All right, Mike, Saints versus Panthers. Is this pretty easy, Saints? I think so. I mean, if Kyle Allen's playing, I, I, he's going to get picked off three times. Yeah.
1: Will Greer started last week. I think he got picked off a bunch of times last week. So um, I'm going Saints here, away. And mm. they have an incentive because they can – they're still they're sitting in the three seed right now. They could jump all the way to one, I believe. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you're so still you're still planning for stuff. So I'm going Saints here. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Thomas, ninety nine rating on Madden. Plus, I think he broke Marvin Harrison's um, receptions record. Yeah. So that's incredible. I th- I believe the record was at like one forty two or something like some ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. Um. So Michael Thomas, congrats to you there. Keep yeah. that. Reception total going higher and higher this week. Falcons versus Bucks. Mike, who do you have in this game? Hmm. This is just one of those like Jameis could throw four, t- and yet last week was Jameis throws three t- three interceptions week. I think
0: the Falcons.
1: You pick the Falcons. All right, I'm going Bucks here because home. Jameis, uh, maybe he's just balancing out. The uh the touchdown interception total he wants to finish with the the same amount so I'm going Buccaneers here, um three good wins for the Falcons
0: yeah three wins in a row yeah
1: they've shown a little bit of stuff and they they're playing hard for Dan Quinn. um
0: the Bucks too though they've won uh four of their last five so yeah both hot but too late teams this is
1: like <laughs> the classic I th- what does Simon say the good bad team. Mm. Like, the the
0: bad team that kind of squ- puts up points, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, even with all those interceptions, you know, I, I think the Bucks put up a lot of points, but their injuries are catching up to them. Yep. All right. Colts, Jaguars,
1: Mike. First game of the 425s. And no Monday night this week.
0: <laughs> Colts, Jaguars. I... I like... The Colts here.
1: Yeah, I think I'm taking the Colts. I just the Jaguars have kind of fallen apart. And I not that the Colts have anything to play for. I just think that I mean they look a little bit better. So I'm taking the Colts here. Mike, hugely important game in the NFC East. Eagles versus Giants. I think this is flashing upset special here. It Um, is.
0: It really is. But I'm gonna put the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. Wow, you you're just going with I I have seen enough from those Cowboys. I'm going with the Eagles. I mean, Doug Peterson showed that he, he if you give him time, he knows what's at stake. He could prepare. He's gonna get it done. Um, I was uh, fully expecting you to take the Giants here. No, I'm not going to because I want to win. <laughs> uh, right. in our pickums, but all right, I got the I got the Eagles here as well. Have to. I mean. The John, the Giants haven't shown that they could do that much either. To be honest, um, Daniel G-
1: Jones looked good against Washington, but and I wanted, the Dolph- I mean yeah. the
0: Dolphins win too. But it's it's, I I mean yeah, it's a real possibility they lose. Saquon looked unbelievable, but I I trust Doug Peterson somehow.
1: Yep, I got the Eagles here. Mike Cardinals versus Rams.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's really tough to say who's going to play in this, but I, I just have the Rams. And all right, I got the Cardinals here. Mike, taking a couple swings.
1: You've convinced me from last week. Cardinals have something. Maybe they're kind of playing a little bit harder, so yep. I got the Cardinals here. Um, Steelers versus Ravens, Mike. Who do you have in this this game? Because Lamar sitting. All these guys are sitting.
0: Steelers. Uh, Steelers? Steelers. Hmm, RG3, back of running backs, Steelers, or I think sitting Marlin Humph. I, I mean, I think they're just sitting like their entire secondary too, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's the thing.
1: I have no idea who they're starting Like or who they're playing at all. Like, is it just guys that are going to just be like, all right, practice squad guys, come up. You're playing this I game. I would. Yeah.
0: I mean, I would not even prepare for this game. Yeah. Like if 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 I'm if I'm yeah, like I I would not even prepare for this game to be very honest. Just
1: to like put some put very vanilla plays in in the playbook or whatever or basically run like very vanilla plays. Hand the ball off h you know, h back dive right There's, right into the middle of the pile.
0: There is absolutely zero incentive for them to win this game. Um <laughs> I, I would even, like, th- like you almost want to put some fake plays in there or something.
1: Literally just fake plays. But, I, I mean, I think smart NFL coaches are going to – or Just smart, throw like, away the tape on this yeah, one. Yeah, literally throw away the tape. So, I got the Steelers here very tentatively um, against the Ravens. They're going to – I mean, I think the Steelers are going to play hard. Well, they have to. They're, they're fighting for the playoff spot, yep. playoff live. So – um, I don't know how well that's gonna be, and who's gonna start between Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, and uh Doug Hodges, but that's gonna be probably the question, um, determining the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff lives. Mike, Titans versus Texans. This is a really important game. Um, the t- I, I don't know if the t- the Texans I believe are not locked into a seed. I think the highest they can go is a three seed. Mm. So that can kind of put them in position to play a weaker, like Tennessee Titans team, um, depending on what happens between uh, Kansas city and the chargers and that the result of that game, which I think it'll be really important for them because like, it's going to be tough for us to choose just because if Kansas city ends up beating the chargers, you're gonna see Houston like rest all their guys. because yep. there's no incentive for them to play. Yep. But if the Chargers lose or Chargers end up beating the Chiefs, um, it'll be interesting to see the risk reward that ends up playing out between the Titans and or er, between for the Texans and who they decide to play personnel wise.
0: For sure. And and since we can't make that call at that time, I, I think that I'm just gonna pick the Titans out, right? All right. We're going Titans here? Mm-hmm. I...
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one to choose. Yeah. Let's just go Titans here then. I'll, I'll go Titans here. Mike, Raiders versus Broncos. Um, Raiders have a shot at making the playoffs. I believe their scenario... I'm going to read out their scenario to you. Mike, they need four... Week seventeen games to go their way in order to make the playoffs. The so first of all they gotta beat the beat the Broncos. Then they then the Ravens have to beat the Steelers. The Texans have to beat the Titans, and then they are rooting for Colt for the Colts. So they need the Colts to win their game as well um, against the Jaguars, and then following that. How does that one work? I have no idea. I think it I think it deals with conference record and all that type of stuff. Division record. Then they would need one of the Bears, Lions, Chiefs, or Patriots to win one of their games. And if they win one of their games they're gloriously in the playoffs. That's going to be a handful to kind of monitor throughout the week, but it'll mm. be really exciting if like the Raiders somehow squeak on by into the playoff picture. Mike, who do you have in this Raiders-Broncos game with me setting all that up?
0: I'm going to go Broncos. Really? Drew Locke has showed something to you. He has not, but at the <laughs> same time... <laughs> okay. At the same time, like, if I'm... I mean, if I'm the Raiders, like... I I guess I am, like, a kind of incentivized to play, right? But the Broncos are not a bad team... I I just like them at home to be very honest. All um, right, I'm
1: going Raiders here, mm-hmm. so that'll be another
0: differential for us.
1: Um, yeah, I I just think the Raiders are gonna. Yeah, the more and more I say I feel good about the Raiders, it just makes me turned off by them. But I'm I'm going headfirst into this and plunging in. Yeah,
0: I I don't feel bad about not taking the
1: Raiders <laughs> okay. to be honest right now. Sounds good. All right, Redskins Cowboys, Mike, last four twenty five game.
0: Yeah, Redskins, Cowboys. I I got the Cowboys. Cowboys. I think. Well, honestly, I think they could lose. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm going Cowboys here. I mean, they're home. They're if, I mean if embarrassed. They
1: lo- if they lose this game, then like he's it's gonna be for minutes sure. after the yeah. game literally inspired. like like I wouldn't be surprised. Like fourth quarter. Hey, Jason Garrett, come up to my. Su- to my owner's suite. <laughs> he he just leaves the game. <laughs> yep. He's not even uh just pa-
0: just pack your bags.
1: You, you don't even hit the showers today. Just you're you're going straight from from yeah. here to the parking lot. Take
0: your take your 50 million I gave you. Yeah. So,
1: uh yeah, if the Cowboys lose this one, it's going to be pretty bad. But yeah, I got the Cowboys here. Mm-hmm. All right. Mike, 49ers versus Seahawks. This is probably the most uh, exciting game of the week slash like has the most on the line because of the wild swings that it can take um, in terms of shaping the NFC playoff picture. So San Francisco, if they end up winning against Seattle, they end up claiming the first seed in the NFC. If they end up losing to Seattle, they drop all the way to the five seed, which would be pretty crazy because – they they would have a fairly easy game against Philadelphia or the Cowboys but they st- they still have to play the game that f- that that game traditionally is always a really tricky game um for a lot of teams i think just based on record it's it's a very, very tricky game plus they miss out on a week of rest so and then for uh Seattle If they end up winning, they can still be the number one seed, but they need losses from the Saints and the Packers, Um, Mm, which is fairly unlikely, but they still can get possible buys um, if one of those teams loses.
0: I like the 49ers here. Okay. Give me your reasoning and break it down for me. So for me, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but it's really just lack of faith in the Seahawks team. Um, especially with the run game going down, and I think that's the biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. I know they're home, but they're a four and three at home, right? Yeah. They've Maybe
1: the mystique of the twelfth man was a little,
0: a little bit over, you know. And for me, this 49ers team has a pretty solid run game, um, and just teams have been gashing them, right? So unless I, I mean, Jadavian Clowney, they need him back, right? They need, you know, I think Quandre Diggs is out too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just need, they just need their uh, defense back here, and I, I'm not sure Marshawn Lynch is going to be enough. Um, and I don't think, you know, Russell Wilson is going to be enough. So, uh, both teams are well coached. Both teams are, you know, I I think the 49ers are significantly more, like not significantly, but more talented, and I think that that talent gets them the win here
1: yeah this is just like based on feeling and i need to catch up to you in in the wind pool to have a shot uh i'm going seattle here differential pick they're at home you talked about it their running back situation's not great like they've had to sign two backs just because like they can't fill any guys like cj ProSice out probably for the remainder of the year yeah chris carson out Rashad Penny tore his ACL lat a couple weeks ago. So it's not looking great for the running situation, especially ba- with this team all year identity-wise running back. Like 30, 40 carries. Yeah, for their running backs. Um, So a lot of this is going to fall on Rus- in Russell w- Wilson's hands. I think Carroll's going to prepare a lot better this week just because of w- he knows what he has. and He's going to put a
0: little bit more on Russ's plate. Yeah, but then the line is—the defensive line for the 49ers is going to— A lot of bootlegs this week, a lot of getting out of the pocket. Like, who—yeah, like, Russell Wilson's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. Yep. And who's his guy, right? I Like, Tyler Lockett, you need the play to develop. D.K. Metcalf, like, he doesn't—D.K. Metcalf, too. Like, he he runs like these, like, you know, not—he doesn't run like the short route either, right? So, you know— you have your, your 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 option, right? And then that kind of, because a run game is so effective, it kind of frees up some time for Russell Wilson to make a downfield play, and I just don't think that's going to quite be there. So who's like the wide receiver, that safety blanket? Sometimes it was like Rashad Penny, but they don't have that anymore. So I just don't, I, I think the offense is going to have some trouble.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be an ugly game. I think it's gonna be an ugly game, but I will
0: definitely be tuning in. I'm gonna root be for Marshawn Lynch, though. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, I
1: know. I love that guy. As soon as I saw him, I think it was in that the Bear Grylls show um, where he had to like hike and survive. Like just seeing his personality out there, pretty freaking awesome. So, yep. rooting for Marshawn Lynch, Mike. Let's turn our attention. To what we're all here for, so I can brag about my fantasy teams for about ten minutes. Mike, I ended up winning in one of my leagues. You know where there was trade gate last year. I am the champion of that league. So, ended up crushing, crushing it this week. Um, Devonte Parker came up big for me. Devontae wow. Freeman came up big for me. Um, Christian McCaffrey, thank you so much for the amazing season give you my I don't know one percent of my winner winnings to whatever favorite charity because of because of you um Russell Wilson struggled made me made me worry a little bit about um this week but as soon as Mike Boone wasn't able to reform and Thielen was caught or um did not have any catches during this Monday night game I felt reassured ended up getting the first plot first place prize and great thing about this league mike i get the championship belt so we have a championship belt just like in wrestling Mm -hmm. um so i will be definitely getting that displaying that on my instagram feed um prominently throughout the year so thanks guys to the people in that league especially abu for a inviting me, allowing me to win a couple times, um, since I've joined, um, in fantasy. Um, yeah, guys try harder next year. So, um, yeah, really excited about that. And Mike, big controversy in my other league that I co co co-manage with my good friend, Andrew Kim, first time playing fantasy football. Mike, Mm -hmm. the fantasy finals, I don't know if you've ever heard of this ended in a tie. Um, I have no idea what's happening now.
0: might be some corrections. I have
1: no idea, but I'm hoping a stat correction is favorable in our way plus can can you imagine a stat friggin stat correction ends up deciding the is what it is the final plus we're not sure what the protocol is if this championship game ends in a tie. So there's a couple different options being floated out there. Do we just take the first and second place prize, prize pool money and just split it right down the
0: middle? I think you I think you have to do that. I mean, you would you would hope that, you know, maybe for next time that there's like, you know, whoever has the best record, whoever has higher total points um scored would win, but I think to try and retrofit that would be a because little you're biased. Bit. Anyone's biased at yeah, that point. Yeah, it's it's a little bit unfair. So, I think you have to split it and maybe nominally if you have like a a belt or something uh, co-champions. I mean, wow. Yeah, you'll have to have co-champions. <laughs> that is just ooh, But that. but yeah, I I think that would be I mean, that's the most fair. You can't you, you can't just like retrofit some of these rules.
1: Yeah, pretty wild stuff here. Um yeah, next year we might we the one gripe I did have about this league, um, half point PPR, right? Half points fine, mm-hmm. but no fractional points. Yep. So you think you would have won so <laughs> if it was fractional? I I don't want to know, just in case we would have lost. But the thing is, you like, can turn
0: that on. I think now.
1: No. Uh. Yeah, we're gonna just leave that. I mean, but you could like, look into it. But the thing is, like. Like basically if you end up rushing for twenty nine yards, you get two points still. Because it's only every ten yards you get one point. Oh, that's So that's That's that, really rough. That's really rough. So it could add up and I believe Mike Boone ended up having twenty eight yards tonight. So if he got two more yards, he would have won the title. Um That's pretty bad actually. Pretty <laughs> bad. So I'm suggesting fractional points. For for the better next year, for wor- for better or worse next year for for our team, um. So that's my plea to that league. Uh, gotta get that together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to fix that. Yep. Write some rules in, but I just think it's wild. There's a tie in in the fantasy finals. Uh, did not foresee that coming. Was mm-hmm. packing it up just because we're we coming into this game tonight. We're up two and a half points with Mike Boone playing. So we we it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that they were gonna win, and then he gave up. Only had two and a half points. There. That's crazy. You and got so lucky. The thing is, honestly, w- our, our our current name of our team right now is I'm gonna punch M- Metcalf in the th- in the balls, basically. Um because he ended up with zero points so we could have ended mm. up starting any other player in our flex and we would have won this league outright so That's a, lo- crazy. a lot of controversy a lot of talk about this about this league um, yeah so shout out to AK thanks for letting me uh, show you the ropes in fantasy hopefully it was fun for you and um, yeah hopefully we get our money money's worth in this league Mike, how did it end up with you for fantasy? Do you did you win any money this year? No money, no money. Uh, it's
0: a no money league actually. No money league. This, yeah. What this is, is this? Uh, yeah. No. So this uh, I, I'm not a fan of it to be honest. So, of the two leagues I'm in, one is uh, you know, m- pretty, pretty. This sounds big. like
1: because you were on the fencing team. There's like NCAA regulations like. No, I mean yeah, you? I mean yeah, back then. <laughs>
0: but um, but. Yeah, no, for this one, it's just like a friend group who, do, they don't want to put money on it for some, like, it doesn't, it doesn't how make you, sense. How do you
1: get up for this? I, there's, how is there any incentive to do well in this? this
0: I mean, week? it it's just like a, a friendship and like, uh you know, you kind of shit on each other if you, if you do badly. But I agree. I think that we don't have an incentive, unfortunately, which... This yeah. sounds very pure. Yeah, no. It sounds
1: like you guys were in seventh grade when we, you were making the rules to this league. I'm
0: always pushing to change it. I'm always pushing to, like, just put, like, 50 bucks on it, right? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, 200, like, 500 bucks. Just put, like, 50 bucks on it, right? Yeah. And it keeps it a little exciting. Um, but, yeah, for that league, came in third place, uh, even though my team is total shit. It's really bad. I drafted a uh, Juju and David Johnson. <laughs> so somehow coming out with a third. A lot of great a lot of great roster like free agency signings. Great moral victory. I mean you everyone gets a moral victory in that league at yep. that at this point. But uh you know, for the loss for the last place, the punishment is that uh we all get to choose where he gets to go. Like for a Greyhound bus. <laughs> oh Lord So we're gonna we're thinking who's the last place in that league we need to give that person a shout out yeah we need to we need to figure this out actually i we did a round robin for the last place okay for those bottom four teams and i'm thinking uh w- we still have to see we still have to see but we're we're thinking like maybe somewhere in like idaho um
1: idaho can be uh n- eh. Yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: I mean, like, one of the people is it in our league w- is from Cleveland, so we can't do Cleveland. Is it just one <laughs> continuous
1: bus ride? Like, or they have to just take, like, multiple buses to get to that
0: destination? It's just, uh, yeah, multiple buses if they have to. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. We'll try and just do one transfer. But it's, you know, Friday night, just taking a, <laughs> a red-eye bus. By themselves. By themselves, documenting it, and then Sunday, you know. Coming back.
1: Oh boy. I mean it could be nice. It could be nice. I I say you throw a dart at the map or something and try to decide like that.
0: We should. Yeah, we should. I think that we could do something like that where it's like some kind of random number generator. Yeah, something um, like
1: that. Who do you know who's taking the la- who took the last place? I it's between uh two people in the league right now. Alright, so two people in the league. I hope it's like someone that you are decent friends with that yeah. they won't break your fra- friendship over sending them over to I mean
0: one of them is uh, the our friend North. our friend Jared uh and he <laughs> Jared works for Delta so he he literally could fly anywhere he wants for free Right. Like, that's one of the perks of being a Delta employee. <laughs> he can fly anywhere he wants. And the fr- fact that he has so, to take a Greyhound yeah. would be
1: incredible.
0: It, it's going to be amazing. I really hope he lost. Uh, <laughs> because I've met him before, and he's a pretty knowledgeable sports fan.
1: He must have gotten really unlucky. No, there. I
0: mean, you know, me and him were in the running for the playoff position. <laughs> 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 and uh, somehow I got it. So it's, uh, it's been a tale of two paths right now. But, you know, he... You know, he goes like Australia one weekend, but we're just going to make him, you know, France, whatever. But oh we're man. just going to make him take the Greyhound to, uh, I don't know. We yeah, still we still need to think of you that. Got
1: you got to figure that out. I'll uh, implore the listeners to kind of think of something creative to mm-hmm. possibly do. That's a pretty bad fantasy um, uh, punishment. Um, so, Mike, thanks again for sharing all your stories, um, all your expertise. Uh, this week and we have next week and then playoff preview time um we'll preview mm. the wild card round for next week we'll know the playoff teams uh for next week so it'll be really interesting to see um yeah so guys let let us know how your fantasy teams did uh where um michael's fantasy loser should end up going by gray via b- greyhound um what place they should go um and uh, let us know what other fantas- fantasy punishments there are out there because um, there are a lot of really funny ones out there. So, Mike, thanks again for coming back onto the podcast. Um, everyone, enjoy a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays uh, for whatever you guys celebrate. And, um, yeah, Mike, good to have you home uh, during the holiday season, um, have you live in New Jersey eating bagels, pizza, to our heart's content. Uh, So thanks again, Mike, for coming back on, um, and thanks to our listeners for always listening.
0: Thanks, Kev.